Man, I'm tired of working for other people, man. I'm about to make a switch to an entrepreneur. Who with it? I'm most definitely with it. Listen, man, the powers that be don't want you to wake up and get out that everyday rat race. They want to make workers, not entrepreneurs. So you know I'm with it, man. All right, so, man, so let's get to it. Go ahead and make this extra money and switch it over. What's going on, y'all? We got a very special guest today. We have Jimmy, a.k.a. the TV Guy Express. What's going on, my brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing pretty good, good, good. pretty good. So today, we want to talk about the people, talk to the people about who you are, what you do, and how they could do the same thing if they want to. Let's talk about it. Uh, my name is Jimmy. Um, I own a TV mount company. We do a lot of different things like home improvement as well. We build custom walls. Um, we do. We we know for doing wireless TV installations. So with a wireless TV installation, you don't see no wires um, exposed at all. We don't put the little strip or nothing. We put a power outlet behind the TV, and that's uh, making it into a wireless installation. Right, before we go that far, um, we're going to start off. We're going to take it from the beginning. You know, how did you get into TV mounting? Uh, I actually got into TV mounting by accident. Um, I did a TV at my house and I posted it on Instagram. And then a few people seen it, whatever. So they like, hey, could you come hang my TV? Mm -hmm. I hung a, people, a few people TVs and stuff like that. And then people kept asking me. So I seen like, oh, it's a little money I can make off of this. And I was always like a hustler anyway. So I seen a little opportunity right there. So I just went with it. When people kept calling me out, I just kept doing it. And eventually I turned it into a business. Okay. And was you at skill? Like I knew you wasn't at skill, but was you hot and wise and stuff at that time? Oh, no. Nah, not in the beginning. I was just slapping the TV on the oh, wall. Okay. Just like putting it to the mount and stuff like that. Yes. Okay. So what you did, you basically took advantage of the opportunity, right? Yes. Somebody hit you up for it and you say, all right, I could do that. And mm -hmm. they took advantage of it. So I just want to tell people, when you see an opportunity, take advantage of the opportunity. He could have just sat there and be like, nah, I really don't do that and let it slide. But look what he did. He basically took advantage of it. Now look what he's doing right now. Back to you, my brother. Yeah, so basically um, with the TV mounting business when I first started, well, actually I was, it was just like a little hustle. And then I seen that it was like a need for that people really needed TVs mounted. Because I, I was thinking at first, like, man, people ain't going to need TVs mounted like that. But then I started thinking, like, people constantly moving. You got people that's becoming adults, that's moving into their own place, people getting houses and stuff. So I'm like, I kept seeing, like, a demand for it. So that's when I said, you know what, let me get some uh, creative business name. So I created TV Guy Express. I came up with the... TV Guy Express, because I'm like, okay, yeah, I want right, something so walk, fast. So walk, so walk us through that, that process right there. Like, how did you come up with the name? Uh, so basically, I wanted the service to be like something quick. You know what I'm saying? If you need it, we, we did Express. So that's what I came mm. up with, TV Guy Express. And I just like using a, a X and, mm. and a lot of my business names. I had okay. a, a used car business that was called Exclusive JSC Autos. Okay. So I wanted to do something with an X again. So Express, and I just took the E off the front of it. Okay. Staying okay. on brand. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. So like when you started to do like the TV wall mounting business, you seen, because a lot of people don't understand, like you reinvested back into yourself. So a lot of times people get stuck 
because they was like, all right, it's quick money, I can do it. But you had enough insight to say, you know what, I'm going to turn it up another level. I'm going to mm -hmm. start hiring the wires. I'm going to start building custom uh, mounted walls. When you started to do things like that, because I know you had to reinvest in yourself, did you start taking classes or how did you actually start to get to that level? Uh, so I reached out to somebody that I knew who was an electrician. He taught me how to do the power outlets. I started watching like a lot of YouTube videos and then I was practicing with him and stuff. And also when I was like around 14 years old, I used to go out with my mom's boyfriend at that time and he used to teach me like a lot of things with construction. Mm -hmm. So I already had knowledge of it, but I kind of forgot a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I just had somebody, uh, you know, like refresh me. Refresh me up. Oh, and exactly. that's another thing that we want to tell people, especially from my community, like it's called YouTube University. Like right. everything is so accessible now that you can be able to learn and be able to get yourself up to be able to get to where you want to go. Like, see him, he took the initiative. He was like, you know what? Like, I tell people all the time, I don't care if you work for Target, I don't care if Walgreens, wherever you work at, you learn something from those jobs or you learn from something from like a business venture that didn't go through. So with him, like he said, he had the used car dealership, but he was like, you know what? All right, boom. What I'm going to do is, he already had knowledge of having to create an LLC. He had knowledge of business. And then he had prior knowledge of doing construction. And he had a friend that was an electrician. Like we always say, think about the black community, especially with black males, we don't never believe in asking somebody for help or asking somebody mm -hmm. to teach us and help us. We always believe that, oh, we macho, we're going to do it ourselves. But nobody that ever got anywhere, I don't care if Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, look at all those guys' stories. Somebody had to give them a helping hand. Somebody had to open the door for them to walk through it. So he took that. So everybody that we talk to that's successful, like Jay, uh, like Jimmy, they all actually reached out to somebody like, yo, Teach me that. Help me out. And he got that information. And look what he was able to do for it. So, and another thing is he probably worked back with his man. If he can't have a job that he can't get to, he probably call an electrician and be like, yo, listen, can you get to that job for me or whatever? So everybody watches everyone else. You know, I watch your back, you watch my back. That's the thing that we need to learn. Like employ people in your community and actually help, ask for help. You can create jobs and opportunities for yourself and create a big, a bigger circle to be able to get yourself to where you need to go. Absolutely. So, and Absolutely. Uh, another thing, um, so how like how do you reach out to clients? How do you get like people to like, you know, follow your work? Like to get new clientele yeah. and stuff like that. So in the beginning when I first started it was just like um like I said, I posted on Instagram and then people would reach out to me and tell friends and family. And then once I really seen that well, I can really make money off this, I started hustling, grinding. I went to uh uh staples and printed out a bunch of flyers and I got some on Uprint. And I went to like apartment buildings like in East Orange, like all over Jersey, like different places where I knew it was high rise and I put flyers up under the doors. Mm. Me and um, my oldest daughter did it at the time. And then after that, I started standing like like Black Fridays, anytime it was like any specials going on Smart. with TVs, I go to like Walmarts. I might have my nephew, myself, we all go out there, pass out flyers and stuff like that. Mm. And then after when I started growing, I started paying for advertising and stuff like that. Oh, okay. That's yeah. dope. So when you, with advertisement, like what you like, what you like, what you do, like what you bought a van, wrapped it, like what you do. Oh, we did that too, but we didn't do that at the beginning. But I started paying for like Instagram and Facebook ads. Oh, yeah. At first, okay. I used to use like free stuff. Like I said, well, I had to pay for the flyers, but you know, it was just passing them out and sliding them up under the doors. But um, I was using Craigslist at the time and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, like another thing is like we always try to overcome with people is that feeling, you know, of going putting yourself out there. Cause a lot of people, like even me, like when we was going wholesaling, we going to houses, we knocking people doors that we don't know, we calling people we don't know. You get that feeling inside, like I don't, you know, you get that yeah. nervous feeling. 
like how do you how do you overcome that feeling of like you going you putting surprise you putting yourself out there because people could tell you no yeah. people can look at you in a certain way how you overcome that feeling yeah. to be like you know what nah I'm gonna do this this is the route I'm gonna take I don't care what nobody think yeah, that's a good question because actually in the beginning I'm like when I was doing TVs I didn't want to be known like as a TV guy yeah. hanging TVs yeah. I'm like I'm hanging TVs and stuff like that until so I started really seeing like how much money I could make off of it you know what I'm saying because I started breaking it down like. With the average job pay, you know, yeah, back exactly. in the day, we took look at a job, you're like, oh, this job paid twenty five dollars. We mm -hmm. look like, oh, this is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But when I was saying in TVs at this time, I was doing TVs for like eighty dollars, mm -hmm. and I was just popping on the wall. The mm -hmm. client had to provide the bracket. I was making eighty dollars, and that was less than thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. So I started yeah. looking at it like that, you know what I mean? So I started changing my my Mom. mindset about mm -hmm. how it looked about me hanging TVs. Like I ain't really making no money, but I knew I was making way more money than the average person, you know what I mean? So I started overcoming that at the while. So how many how many uh, how many like units you was doing a day? Uh, on average, I was like probably, at the beginning, like like at the beginning, like the, when you was on the come up. On the beginning, um, from Craigslist, I probably was doing about like two TVs a day, mm. and then after that, it started averaging. And what like, was the time frame? Like like two TVs, two weeks, two TVs a month, two like. In the beginning, probably like sometimes I'll probably do like four TVs in a week. Mm, okay. And then it started growing and growing after that. So like, what, what do you like when you do your advertisement? Uh, you think that social media is the better route to go advertisement, or you, cause you said me mentioned Craigslist. Yeah. So like, which one do you feel as though is the best to put your chips behind if you just start getting started? Uh, in the, in the beginning, you probably would want to do. Well, I'm saying the way Instagram is now, you can have so many people like repost yeah. stuff for you, so it can help you out. Craigslist is cool because you know the person going directly for that. Yeah. So if you post it on Craigslist, if somebody called you from Craigslist, they actually looking for a TV installation. Mm -hmm. When you put it on Instagram, you putting it out to a broad yeah, amount yeah, of people, yeah. and they might not really be looking for that service. Yeah. So I, I learned that too with Instagram. Like, it's two things you get. Sometimes you're getting customers right, and but then you're getting the um, brand awareness. Yeah. So it always not might not convert into customers, but you might get a brand awareness where people know who you are. So I had a lot of people refer people to me. That they even never use our service, but they see the quality of the work and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So like, Craigslist is good. What I would recommend, to be honest with you, like uh, Google Ads, because mm -hmm. with Google Ads, it's like it's directly to the source. When somebody type that in, they type in a TV mountain in their area, so it's gonna come right to you. Mm -hmm. And so you, you, know, you would, re oh, I don't mean to cut you off, oh, apologize, but you would recommend uh, a beginner to do that or a person that's already. Well, not a beginner, because I know it depends if you got a little bit of cash to, yeah. uh, you know, do that, but. I, in the beginning, I would just tell you probably use like Craigslist is free. Um, I would tell you to probably use Instagram and tell people to like repost and stuff like that. Now, uh, let me ask you a question. In this business that you're in, what are some of the roadblocks that you actually uh, uh, endure and how have you basically got over those roadblocks? Roadblocks? Oh. Uh, At I the beginning, any time. Like, any, any, any challenges. Any like, type any. of challenges that that you basically have. Like, I want somebody who's watching this who mm -hmm. may want to do what you do to kind of know, like, okay, he's telling me how he, he marketed it, he's telling me how he got out there, mm -hmm. how he got it started, but there's going to be, in every industry, there's something that's going to basically be challenges for every industry, mm -hmm. and we have to basically find ways to get over that hump. So that yeah. we basically know how to basically get to the next level mm -hmm. and stay successful like yourself. What we want to do is we want to kill the fake guru stuff. Right. Yeah. Everybody's always saying this junk so easy. You can yeah. just do it. And we know that it's things that come up you know, to it. Like the first we wanted to do wholesale and the first oh, roadblock yeah. I came on, I was like, dang, this is... Mm -hmm. I was jumping out on construction crews. I was jumping yeah, out. People yeah. coming out of their house. Their house is yeah. messed up. 
And at first, I'm like, dang, this is kind of spicy. I don't really want to do this. This is like, yeah. I see, I'm feeling kind of weird. Yeah. But if nobody told me that was the first roadblock you gonna run into. Yeah, you gotta feel uncomfortable. You gonna yeah, feel yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. But once you start making that money, it's gonna make you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know. Right. So mm -hmm. that's the thing. I wanted this. Anything that you know that can be a roadblock, or you could perceive that you felt like an uncomfortable feeling, so people will know that. Because a lot of times people get hit with adversity and they quit. Yeah. And they turn around, you know. I just, I just got two more. I got a yeah. fiance. I got bills. I can't turn around. So I was like, mm. you know what? If I look like a fool, I'm like a fool today. I'm gonna get this money, you know. <laughs> so absolutely, yeah. So um, with that being said, well, like one of the roadblocks I think I had more so was like um, like I told you I was getting clients, but it wasn't mm. like consistent all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? Until so I had to. So like you know, everybody know being an entrepreneur. It's not like a regular nine to five, you know nah, what I mean? Man. So you got to go out there and get your own money. And sometimes it might look like it ain't nothing going to come, yeah. but it ain't might come. So some of the roadblocks is more so like, um, you know, you got can't be scared to spend money to make money. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. one of the things I had struggled with at the beginning too. Like I was scared to spend money on ads and stuff like that. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to use this money that I just made to spend it. But yeah. what I started realizing, when you start to spend the money, it's going to bring in more money and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So like... I really didn't have too many roadblocks, but like some businesses require that you have insurance and stuff like that. Mm. So what I did, I just went and got insurance and stuff like that. Okay, walk us through that process with the insurance, because you know, yeah. like a lot of like a lot of industries you into, a lot of people don't go over those things. What are some of the uh, like the steps you took to get that? Insurance? Like, yeah, like once yeah. you actually oh, what kind hit of insurance, did you like once yeah. you hit that plateau of like yo, I got this down pat, I can make money. This is a business. What yeah. type of steps you took to protect yourself? Okay, so you gotta get like general liability insurance. So I got insurance and it's only eight hundred dollars and stuff. So it cover you for a million dollars though. Mm. So it's eight hundred dollars. Um, you could pay it a one time fee or you could break it up. Mm. You could pay two hundred dollars and they break it up in quarters. That's per year. Uh, per year. Yep. Okay. It's only eight hundred something dollars. Yeah. yeah. Well, it it, it it fluctuates. So say it look they look at your credit and stuff like that mm. as well too. You know what I mean? So that's how they come up with the price. Okay. okay. But and typically, everybody like, I say they usually pay between eight and twelve hundred dollars. Okay, we go like State Farm or like. Uh, well, I just googled a local place, and at the time yeah. I was living in Rawway. Mm -hmm. It was a spot on Elizabeth Avenue in Linden that I went mm -hmm. to. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm with Utica first. The insurance mm -hmm. company called Utica first, but you gotta go through a secondary company. You can't go directly to Utica first. You gotta mm -hmm. find a, a broker mm -hmm. to go to. So like you started, you, do you still do all the installs yourself, or do you start outsourcing the work to other individuals? Oh, so yeah, I outsource a lot of the work now mm -hmm. to other professionals. So what I did was I evaluate people's work to see how good they was. A lot mm -hmm. of people reach out to me, or I found a few people that I trained, or I, I seen people that was doing the same thing that I was doing, but maybe they need a little couple tweaks. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did, and then I started reaching out to people like in different states and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Okay. So I got guys that uh, that's in Texas, Georgia. Uh, Las Vegas, uh, Florida, um, mm. Connecticut, yeah. Pennsylvania, and New York and stuff like that. And can you just tell everybody like how important it is to humble yourself to actually do the work so you could be able to, because if you didn't do the work, you was like, yeah. I'm going to come in here, I know how to make the money real quick, I'm not going to go through the strife of learning how to do this, I'm just mm. going to get people under my wing and then put them yeah. out there, but you don't know if the work is good, you don't mm. know anything about the business and how that can be a downfall. You can make money quick. But then the name is going to bring you down because yeah. people are going to start associating you with bad work. Mm -hmm. So how is it important for you to actually go out there and take your time to learn the craft so you can be able to dictate to people how to do it? Oh, yeah. That, that was very, very important. That was actually one of my reasons for not scaling this fast because I was mm -hmm. so scared of ruining the brand because everybody say TV God Express, he said all good things. So mm -hmm. I was always scared to like you know hire people or 
you know, and it's hard to just find good, like good help mm. and people that's gonna do the job just as good as you because they don't have the um the same goals in mind. Mm. They, they just passion, they don't yeah. got that passion. Yeah. 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 They just come to make a check yeah. and that's it. You know what I mean? Mm. So that was one of my things that I was scared about. But by me understanding the craft myself, I can understand if a guy going through sun or walk. I had a couple guys I used to walk through stuff mm. on the phone where they might call me up like, hey, I ran into this situation with a wall. And I could tell my hey, this is what you gotta do here because mm -hmm. I done seen so many different Scenario. things, scenarios, mm -hmm. yeah. Because stuff changes. Like you got your basic new construction, but when you start getting to like older homes, it get a little bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. So over time, like I done ran into jobs where I was there like six hours myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what times I done had times I was coming to the house four or five in the morning from being out there because I was still learning as I was going as well. But Bobby put all them years and I was able to learn a lot. And then I was able to share that knowledge with people. Because I know guys right now that's doing TVs that might probably like have a year or two in, but they're not mm -hmm. as knowledgeable as me because they're yeah. still learning. But I'm able to give them a jump start and show them, like, hey, this is how you do this. Mm -hmm. I ran through this problem before. Don't go right, go left. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Okay, yeah. so so when you and when you get them those tips, like what are, like what are, like what else do you give them? Like you tell them what tools to buy, like what else? Oh yeah, I de definitely tell them that because and I know that's important in your field. Like you got to have the tools to get the work done. So yeah. what are some of those like knit nets that you need? Like those tools? Yeah, you definitely leave uh, a and lot of. How much is the cost to get it? Like for somebody that's paying attention, yeah. that's trying to get into it, like you tell them like the tools and the price that they might yeah. roughly be paying. Okay, so look. Like, the main, main thing you're going to need is a drill. You're going to need measuring tape, a leveler. I like to use the walk stuff. A lot of guys like to use Milwaukee stuff. Milwaukee's great, too, as well. Yeah, the brand. But, yeah, yep, okay. definitely. Um, but, um, like, tools and stuff like that, right now, when I started, the, the walk drill that I got was mm -hmm. a little bit more expensive, but it been on sale a lot for, like, $99. So, um, like, if you get the drill, you need a hammer, measuring tape. I'm, you probably all in like $300 in tools. Mm -hmm. And when okay. you first start off, what I recommend people to do anyway, right right now we provide the TV mount brackets because it allows us to make more profit, but okay. you can have the client provide the uh, TV mount brackets. And you stuff did like that. That, that's what yeah. you did when you first started. When I first started yeah. out, yeah, yeah. What's the difference in price between including the TV mount and not including the TV mount? So, like, you get a TV mount bracket for about 10, 15 bucks, and you can sell it to the customer anywhere from $40 to $60. Mm. Yeah. Inclu but, and that's including with the mount. Yeah, that's including with the mouse. So we do installations because what I, I I notice a lot of clients and stuff they don't have time to be like mm -hmm. you know run to the store. They want they want everything already there for them. So when that's why we provide the fireplaces, we provide the LED lights and the mm -hmm. TV mount brackets. So when we come to the house, we got everything. They ain't got to worry about going and getting out. They could you know continue their day doing whatever they got to do. When yeah. we come, we got everything they need. Even from extension cords to surge protectors, we got it all. HDMI cords. Everything. Killing it. So you started yeah. like the whole. You started. You just found a wholesale place where you can be able to get the wall mounts. Because you said ten to fifteen. That's pretty cheap. I don't, yeah. When I when I bought one, I know I paid like sixty dollars for it. <laughs> yeah. So I know you probably you got like a wholesale spot that you go to uh, to be able to. Actually, I was using like a wholesaler, but then a couple times like the stuff came out a little messed up a little. Mm. So I just used like a local vendor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just use somebody local. Like. And you build a relationship with them and get it for a better. Oh uh, no, nah, it's just a regular uh big box store like uh okay. it's called called Harbor Freight. Okay. So only why I, I heard started, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only why I started using them. Only why I changed that whole concept because as I started growing, I wasn't doing all the TVs myself, right? Yeah. So I got guys and that I work with in so many different places that I wouldn't be able to get brackets to everybody because it'll start costing more. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I said, let me find a store that yeah, I can get the brackets yeah. that everybody can go get the same quality stuff and. Um, they don't have to worry about me sending it to them, yeah. which is going to cost more to send. Once yeah. you start sending stuff and doing all that, the price starts to raise up. Yeah. So when Harbor Freight doing sales and stuff, 
I just reach out to them and they mm -hmm. kind of know too. Harbor Freight might be doing a sell on bracks for $9.99, $15, and we'll rack up by like 100 brackets. Mm -hmm. I usually in Jersey, I buy like 200 something brackets mm -hmm. myself, and then I give them out to the guys that's in this area, like in mm -hmm. PA, Jersey, and New York. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, now, one thing I want to touch on that I that my first time seeing, I never seen it before, is uh, when you did uh, on, I followed your Instagram and you did the uh, the custom luxury wall mm. mount. Like, how did that idea come about? I seen you do like a, a Gucci, a Fendi. Like, how did how did yeah. that how did that come about? Oh, so what, what why, why I started doing that? Because I noticed that. The TV game was getting a little saturated. It was like yeah. a lot of people trying to do TVs now. Mm. So I'm like, I need to switch it up and do something a little different. So I said, what can I do? So I started just like brainstorming the different ideas, started looking up stuff online. And then I've been to a lot of high-end places mm. doing TVs, and I used to see like different like walls and stuff like that. Mm. So I wanted to integrate that into my business, and that's where I started doing like prototypes and started doing actual walls. So I can sw and, and the profit margin is like a whole lot better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I seen it on your uh on your page and I was like, that was my first time ever seeing a wall mount like that. Like you build the whole wall and then you just lay everything out. Like I, mm -hmm. that was my first time. So I was like, that's fire work. That's why I wanted to ask you about that. Like, Jeez. you know. So that was definitely uh good. Thanks. I wanna make sure that we get the jewel in what he just said. There's a bunch of people doing the same thing that he's doing, and he had to find a way to set himself apart. So no matter what you guys are doing out there, it's enough money out here for everybody, but you got to make sure that you set yourself apart. It's a million people doing podcasts, but we got to find a way to set ourselves apart. It's a million people who want to rap and do whatever. You got to find a way to set yourself apart, and that's what he did. So whatever y'all want to do... If y'all want to do TV wall mount, if y'all want to do podcasts, make sure that you set yourself apart. And I'm going to give it to you. Um, I just wanted to talk about like one thing that a lot of people handle, because I hear now it's starting to get amplified more and more and more. People trying to dis disrespect our neighbors, where we come from, and just trying to say it's all bad. And I know from growing up in East Orange that it's not all bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to steal this from my boy D. I wanted to know like what are some of your good memories from the neighborhood that you grew up in? And I always want to try to start dispelling some of the myths that everything was all bad all the time and it's not like that. So like, what's some of the good memories that you had growing up as a kid and what are the things that you took from your childhood that give you the drive that you have to do what you're doing now? Because that's innovation. You're, you're being innovative. You're hustling nonstop 24-7. A lot of people, they start making money and then they're like, yeah, I'm just going to stick with this and they never change it up. But it's something inside of you and that's your neighborhood. Where you grew up, you've seen certain things that was like, nah, I see what's going on. I'm about to hit a brick wall. He was able to skirt it and say, "This is what I'm gonna do next to be able to keep this money coming in." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some of the good memories I got, like in my neighborhood, I mean, um, this outside riding my bike, playing uh, manhunt with my friends and stuff like that. And um, growing up as a kid, I always was a hustler. Like I used to be out there raking leaves and washing people's dogs, going to the stores for people and stuff. So. I always had like the hustler mentality into and, mm -hmm. and that all came from my day like, growing up, you know what I mean? Like seeing different things and being in different situations and stuff. You used like to shovel uh driveway stuff? Oh yeah, snow all yeah. like yeah. Me and yeah. D used to be yeah. we yeah. were all the way to South Orange and back. I couldn't even feel my face. My hands yeah, yeah. was frozen. 
You know no, what I'm saying? And manhunt. Man man yeah. yeah, that, you know, that was the hustle. You ever play yeah. manhunt and somebody be 10 blocks down? You be like, yo, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, people used to play manhunt and then you, like, they be going. Like, you be like, people had to start making the rule. Like, yo, don't go off the yeah, block. Yeah, you can't, you can't go, go off the block. Like, because you, you can't on Main You see them the next day. Like, where you was at? Oh, <laughs> are we still playing? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, like, word up. Yeah, man. But those are uh, good childhood memories, man. So this part of the show is called Grind Time with D. You know what I mean? So, the, uh, this portion of the show, you know what I mean, I just ask you a question and you just elaborate. So, the question is, um, I want you to tell us a moment when you did the most with the least that you had to flip your grind into a hustle. Uh, say that again one more time. When you Tell us a moment when mm-hmm. you t- took the did the most with the least that you had to flip your grind into a hustle. Took the most that I had? Or the did th- the most. Did the, the, the most with the least. least that you had, yeah. Oh, uh, did the most... With the least you had to flip your grind into a hustle. Any 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 time in your journey, mm-hmm. any time in your entrepreneur like journey that you've been on, just name one moment where you didn't have much, but you did the most with the with the least that you had. When, I, when the first time I ever bought two hundred TV mount breaks, I did because I didn't really have it at that time, but I'm like, I need to get these things while they don't sell because I knew how much I could sell them for. Right. And it worked out real good for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you know exactly what that was going to do because that's part of your work. You mm-hmm. need that to actually put the TV on the wall. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. But, but how was that, just to get a little deeper, how was that feeling when you know you was putting on the line and you like, because I'm like, I got bills, he got bills, we all got bills. <laughs> yeah. And I know what it is to be like, dang, all right, I'm gonna invest in myself. And you put that amount on the line that put you, you're not in the red, but you 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 skirting next to it, but mm-hmm. you like, you know what? I gotta make a way. Mm-hmm. How, how did that feel when you when you you know you know you can get them off, but you was like, what if? Because yeah. it's always that feeling. So how did you feel when you put that money on the line knowing that dang it might not come out the way I wanted to come yeah. out? Um me personally, I've always been like a risk taker, so mm-hmm. Like, I'm used to doing that, like just going off the edge and jumping out the window. You feel what I'm saying? And then I always feel like, hey, if it don't work out, I'm going to make it work. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm going to make it work. If I got to sell them shits back at $15. Because I know the regular price is $30. Mm-hmm. So when they yeah. go on sale for 10 even if I had to sell them for 20 or $15, I was going to get them all. So I wasn't nervous. It's just that like I didn't want to take that money at that time because mm-hmm. I needed it, like you said, mm-hmm. bills and stuff. And it wasn't where it was at. Where is it at now? Mm-hmm. So. That's why I didn't want to spend that money at that time. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm trying. That's why we're trying to do it this show. Like, just tell people sometimes you gotta go against that gut feeling, that safety net. Sometimes you gotta go against it. Like, you know what? Just like you said, mm-hmm. I'm getting it from ten. I could sell it for fifteen. Like I said, well, I seen it for sixty. You know? So you taking that chance, but you know, like, all right, look, the hustle in me, I can be able to prevail because we all did without, especially for my community. I know my family did without, mm-hmm. and my mom was able to. That's why everything is not bad from where we come from. Because a lot of people that come from privilege, they can't go through certain strikes. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're crack under pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With us, I seen my mom do it. I seen my dad do it. So I got the confidence in myself. Like, I, I could take this chance. Absolutely. But I know I can do something with mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. You know? So that's yeah. why I just want to yeah. tell people, like, stop thinking what you grew up with is, is a, a place of nothing because it's not. It, mm-hmm. it makes you who you are. If you it look at anybody do. from my community, you can build something yeah, from yeah. nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. I always know like I came from nothing, so I know what I can live off already, so it ain't nothing for me. Even though I experienced other things in life, mm-hmm. I already know I can go back to that. It's just normal for me, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's not an option, though. Yeah. That's not an option yeah. at that's all. Not you option, know, yeah. That's not an option. Uh, one thing I want to ask you, you know what I mean, because I, I knew you for a mm-hmm. long period of time, and um, 
what I always seen you, you always been that type of person. You always been a go getter. You always been a hustler. You always been like ten toes down. What I always wanted to know is like, what is that? What is that? That's in you. Like, what is that? Con- where you get that confidence from? Where you get that that grind from? Like, what? Where you? Where you get that from? Shit, I always wanted more as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't never had really shit. You know what I'm saying? So I remember the times when I had Vikings. I used to act like, act like they was Timberland. So that used to always make me want to like hustle and grind. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? So just growing up the way I grew up, you know what I mean? Like he was talking about his moms and then we really had much. We ain't had much at all. And I seen my mother make stuff happen off a little bit of money. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So my grind was always to be able to provide for myself and provide for my mother at the time too. Even when I was young, I used to do stuff at my house with my mother, take care of stuff as a kid. So I always had it in me that I had to go get it. You know what I mean? Definitely. So let me ask you a question. So we may have... The youth watching, or we mm-hmm. may have some other adults that are watching as well. What is it? What is it that you want to instill and give to them about your grind and your hustle? Like, like tell them something that you would want somebody to tell you if you were starting from the bottom and wanted to basically get to where you are right now. Oh, okay. What I would say is like never quit because you you can't see the future. A couple times I looked at the TV stuff like ah. Oh, it ain't really nuts, TVs. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I looked at it with like it was something, um, it wasn't something that brought me much joy at the time. You know what I mean? Cause I'm looking at it like I was looking at it as something smaller than what it really was. But you can't see the future if you put your all into it. Like people thought the TV guy brand grew up overnight, but in mm-hmm. reality, like I put a lot of hours in and a lot of late nights. I'm talking about what I learned through that whole process, you know, even with money, like I was making a lot of money when I was going out by myself, like like not even something I'm talking about me myself making three, four thousand dollars in one day. What I learned is that you gotta have tough skin because money ain't gonna change nothing. Because I had days that I was out there that I didn't want to be out there. I didn't care about no money or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the thing is, is that you gotta be able to not quit and know how to separate the two and balance your life out. Because at one time I was just hustling, 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 working. You feel me? I had no time for my family, anything like that. So I would say balance your life out. Never quit, you know what I mean? And make time for your family and the people that's around you as well. You gotta understand that you gotta be able to work those remedial jobs and get that grind money so you can be able to sponsor the hustle. Cause if you don't have no money to be able to sponsor the hustle, like he said, he went and bought flyers, that caused money. He went and invested in the Google ads, that caused money. And if your money is taken by paying your bills, taking care of your lady and different things like that and your kids, then you have to go out there and you might feel as though it's you know, under you. So what? Go out there and grind. And guess what? Today is COVID, so you can put a mask on. Nobody going to see your face. <laughs> so you can do lift with a mask on, door dash with a mask on, put the hat on too. Like, oh, is that Steve? Who's Steve? Keep on walking, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. don't worry about that, man. Put that money up, invest in your hustle, and live life how you want to because you can't trust in no job. Tomorrow they might say we firing everybody, but guess what? Your kids got to eat. You still got to eat and you want to live life and you want to feel good. You want to come home and provide. So the only way you're going to be able to do that is you invest in you. So that's the only thing I want to say. I'm not knocking anybody with a job, but always have that extra. The job call you and fire you today, guess what? You got rental properties. You got a side gig. You got a side job. So you're still good. So that's what we. That's the only thing I'm trying to preach. You know, I don't want to work a job at all. I want to be my own boss. But if you want to keep one, just keep one in the chamber. You know, and stop always discounting yourself and feel as though you can't be greater because you can. The environment that you came from is showing you that because you came from nothing 
And you turned into something. Your mother did it. Your father did it. And that's it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, to piggyback off what Matt said, you got to act your wage. And what I mean by that is, one day, maybe you can go to Dubai. One day, you can go to the South of France. One day, you'll be able to go to London, all that other kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, a lot of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we don't need to put on ourselves. And that's the reason why we're always panicking. A lot of times, men, we do this because... We want to make sure that we can still take our girl here and take our girl there. But then at the end of the day, come back and have $50 in our bank account and the rent is due. You can always get to those things, but you got to make sure you put in the work first. If you don't put in the work first, why are you celebrating that? You don't celebrate. Nobody in the NFL is celebrating if you haven't gotten to your Super Bowl and won the championship. Make sure you get to the championship first. Then you can celebrate and do everything that you need to do afterwards. Put in the work first and celebrate later. D-Money. Shells, hold on one second. Shells, I'm sorry, D. Can I share your dream? You know my dream? Like where you want to go when you get money? Because you said Uh, don't go above uh, your bridge. You want to let me show? You want to let me show them? What was that? Is this what we doing? What? The traffic? Oh, I thought you were bringing it there. No, 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 no. I thought you were bringing it there. That's a temporary fix. That's a temporary fix. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I'm going to show you where Shells want to go. He want to go to to Istanbul. I'm going to show you why you want to go. I'm going to show the camera. Uh, It's okay? I can do it? No, 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 no. Can Uh, I do it? uh, um, Let me set it up for you, though. Let me set it up for you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So my main man, Matt, right, he used to have a Wolverine beard. And then for some (laughs) reason, he came back with a full-face beard, right? He still got the little triangles on the head that you can't see. But... He came back with a full beard. Now, I think it's synthetic. <laughs> he can't be around certain heat. But he is going to expose my beard. Don't, Let's don't, talk about it. Let's don't, talk about don't, it. I'm Let's not trying to expose it. And I didn't go here. But yeah. I'm a, check my passport, yo. Check the stamps on his passport. It's called Hair of Istanbul. You see this man? He has the beard problem. You see it? It doesn't grow in. It's something like shelves. You see the picture? See, see look. Look, see, 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 it's right there. It's something like yours. That's a violation. That's not see? me, my man. See, see? That's a violation. That's a violation. It don't grow in. That's a violation. It's a little screen door right here, and it's called Hair Istanbul. And they take the hairs out the back of your neck, and they put it on your face. So, <laughs> it's about $10,000. This is Shell's dream. You want me to see? I'm going to show you the DM when he DM me this. And he said this is where he's going to go when he get money. And he got to act his ways, though. He can't just drop oh, $10,000. He's going to put the cap on it. He's dead. <laughs> See? Karma, <Calm> baby. <laughs> so listen, if y'all want some of that synthetic silk, holler at my man in the DM, grind, hustle, and live. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. I to, and listen, who got the tropic behind the chair? Do I have it or do shells have it? We'll trap it. We'll trap it. That, pull that out again. Oh, oh, Why mean. is that behind your chair? Well, this is behind my chair because we're going to get a sponsorship, and I want to make sure that if it does work, we're going to get the sponsorship right here. That's the before. We're going to show you the after. It's, it build, it, we got we to do something about that. Fam, you're big. Because the light, <laughs> yo, sir. The sir. light. The yo, light. Yo, that's your yo, crazy, bro. Put your head to the ceiling so they can see him under that bed, man. Wrong, you got some not... Look at my man. He exposed. <laughs> 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 They're wrong, my man, man. You a hater, man. Hey, yo, yo, Jimmy. Now, now your credibility is is riding on this. When, when my man put his head up, 
Did you see that triangle missing? <laughs> 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 you see that little? You see that little? You got a screen on that joint. You see that? You see it? But listen, listen. We got to wrap it up. So what deep? End the song, man. End the song, man. End the song. Only thing I want to say, you know what I mean? That's the the beauty of us doing the show. You know what I mean? So people could get the the insights from Jimmy and us and people like Jay. You know what I mean? Because everybody is on an everyday journey. And life is a long extended road and like it's gonna be a lot of bumps and curves in it, but it's up to you how you maneuver around it. So only thing I wanna just say, just make sure you keep going, man. Keep grinding, keep hustling, keep living, stay active at all times. Big facts. First you find your grind, then you turn into a hustle. So you live life how you want to. It's been a great episode, episode seven with my guy Jimmy. We here. Thank y'all for tuning in. Until next time. Oh, hold on. Let me throw out everything out here, cause this man is the truth. You want that Louis Vuitton? Now listen. Talk you want about that Louis? It. If you're going to stunt, I know I try oh. to tell you, you know, you get the you get the money first put into it, but take a little bit out the hustle and you got to, you know, cuz when people come to your house, they got to believe you got the money to invest in the dream, right? So if you want that Louis Vuitton, you want well, you know, I can't really get Louis Vuitton, you want that Fendi, you know, I got a problem with Gucci. I ain't going to say Gucci, but Louis Vuitton, you want that Fendi, you want to get wrapped up Give them all the information that they need to be able to get it done. You can follow us on Instagram at TV Guy Express. It's Express without the E in front. All right. And I ain't going to lie. I take that back because I do want this Gucci shirt, but I don't know if I'm going to buy it. Hey, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Let's not hate on the cast that don't do designer. If you want that Burlington Co. Factory <laughs> joint, my man going to holler at y'all too, man. We ain't discriminating. Shout out to y'all, man. All love, man. <laughs>